Uh, welcome to The Cheerleading Junkie. My guest today is Ginger Ferraro, who has dedicated so much of her life to youth sports, specifically cheerleading. Thanks for being here, Ginger. Thank you for having me, Jill. Absolutely. Um, before we get too deep in the conversation, do you want to just give us a little bit of background about you know, who you are and how you developed your love of cheerleading and, and how you got involved? Sure. Okay, so my name is Ginger Ferraro. Um, I have been involved in Pop Warner for 25 years. This year, I'll be 25 years. Uh, but I've been involved in cheerleading since I was very young, at a young age, at the youth level, and then middle school, and then in high school. Um, and back then, um, we cheered for football, we cheered for basketball, we cheered for um, hockey, and even soccer. I came from a huge high school, so soccer was just be becoming, and we would cheer for soccer, too. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and then after high school, um, I went to college at Northeastern University and I cheered for um, football and hockey there as well. So, yeah, so I've been involved in cheerleading a very long time. It's very big in, for me and my family. Um, so then how we got involved in Pop Warner was when my daughter Ashley was seven years old. Um, I saw a sign posted in the neighboring town, you know, sign up for Pop Warner, cheer and football. So I brought her over there and they said, sure, you know, you could sign up in this town. I said, oh, great. So then, um, you know, practices would start. And then I saw that she, you know, didn't really have a coach at the level that she was at. She was actually the youngest in the program. There was only maybe, I think, 23 to 27 um, cheerleaders in the program there at that time. So of course I stepped up to the plate and said, Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> so that's, that's how I started. And I just, you know, used the, my background knowledge that I had from growing up and being, you know, a youth cheerleader all the way through college. And, um, then that particular year, they asked me to, um, be the association cheer coordinator. So that's how I started. I took on two roles. So I was doing, you know, both at the time. Um, while I was there, you know, a big accomplishment for us was our team had qualified. This was back in 2001. We became Central Mass champs, New England region champs, and then we qualified for the national, you know, competition. So we went to Disney. That was so exciting, obviously, for everybody, because nobody from that area had ever gone. We didn't know what to do. You know, there was all kinds of fundraising and all that going on. And then when we went down there, um, we ended up coming in second, which was so exciting. We were we lost by a fraction of, of a point to get first place. But who cared? Nobody cared. It was just we were there. We were having a great time. Um, and then the next year in 2002, same exact thing happened. We Central Mass champs, regional champs, qualified for nationals, and we came in second again. So that, yeah, we couldn't get that first place just yet, <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. It was such a great experience. Um, you know, something I'll never forget. And, you know, my families and the kids on the teams, I still see them to this day and they still talk about that experience. So then, that exciting. yeah, very exciting. So then, um, after, after that, I was asked to come on the central mass, um, pop Warner executive board as um, an assistant to the cheer director that was there. Um, so I was still doing both. I was coaching, I was the association coordinator, and then now I was assistant on the central mass board. Um, so that, that, that was a lot. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, so then back in um, 2008, I became the um, cheer and dance director for Central Mass Pop Warner, and I still hold that title to this day. Wow, um, that's incredible. What a history. Yeah. So I guess a little bit more of my background is, um, you know, I've, I've coached at all levels from Tiny Mites, which is age five, all the way through the oldest to, to 15, 16 year olds. Um, I'm currently with my daughter, a, uh, we started a challenger, which is a special needs cheerleading team. And this will be our fourth year. So we have boys and girls ages five to 18 on our squad. Very exciting. It's I, for years, it was something that I've always wanted to create and it, it just, you know, wasn't clicking. You know, I tried to have different programs, try it. And, you know, you do need a, a background, I think in, you know, special ed or teaching, which my daughter is a special ed teacher and I um, am a first grade teacher right now. And um, we both hold master's degrees. So I think it just, the timing was right. And um, we created this program and it's under Central Mass. We're under the umbrella of Central Mass. So we're not affiliated with an association. So that that's pretty much it for my background. That's really cool, though, that you're able to do that for those kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think obviously I think cheerleading is one of the best sports, too, because it's so you know, you need so many different skills, um, but we all have to learn to rely on each other and trust each other. So we have to be supportive of each other. So like yeah, the emotional absolutely. development that you provide in cheerleading is incredible too. So that's fantastic. Yes, must absolutely. Be so speaking of Pop Warner though, it's not, we lost the season last season due to the pandemic and it's not clear yet, right? If there's going to be a season for 2021. Right. So what should leagues be doing right now? Like, should they be planning for a season or what do you advise? Um, well, right. So currently we do not know if we're going to have a 2021 season. Um, so, it, it, you know, it looks promising just, you know, by people talking and, and you know, maybe we'll all have the vaccines by then. So I, I think it's promising that we we will have some sort of a season. I just don't know what that season will look like yet. Um, yeah. So what I would suggest is to still hold your registrations, you know, start that now. People start in March and April and it can be done virtually by email social media. You don't have to hold in-person registrations. Um, I know some people will just take the registrations, you know, the forms, hand in as much paperwork as they can, but not necessarily even collect their registration fees yet. So some do that and some do collect the fees because this happened last year. So some people, you know, try to at least get the registrations going and returned, you know, money if once we didn't um, have the season. But so that's what I would advise, you know, advertising on social media, you could still put up signs um, around town, um, you know, ask your schools if you can send flyers home, um, word of mouth too to um, at least start with your registrations. And then as a coordinator or um, as a coach, I would still think about, um, you know, what you're going to do for your season. You need to look at uniforms, accessories, sneakers, you know, look into different um, companies, 
see what they're offering. They may be offering specials because of COVID. Um, check their deadlines for ordering. Um, also check to see what happens is if you put a deposit down and there is no season, are you going to get that deposit back? Are you just going to get a credit? You know, so things like that, I think that you would normally do as a, mm-hmm. as a coordinator or a coach, but I think you need to start a little earlier this year just to be prepared and then not have to rush last minute. Um, I would still look for um, places, you know, to practice. Your practice space might have to be different this year. Um, you know, you may not be able to use certain fields because of COVID guidelines. You may not be able to get into certain gyms or schools. Um, so again, it's never too early to look into things like that. Um, also start thinking about your music for your routines. Think about putting routines together ahead of time, you know, do, do all of that. Um, and just do as much as you can in the, in the off season. Um, yeah. Another thing that I I would recommend that I know teams were doing last year was once they got their teams together, they would have Zoom calls with the Mm -hmm. team to get to know each other, play some games, get some bonding going. They would actually condition over Zoom. They would do arm motions. They would learn cheers, you know, do everything and anything you can at home so that Mm -hmm. when you get the red light to, to go that, okay, we can practice that you're, you're already ready. You already have that conditioning in and your arm motions and, you know, learn your, your routine cheer or learn the dance, you know, you could do all that via zoom. So mm-hmm. I think that's what, that would be my suggestion. So without, when you do start practice, you, you know, you're ready to go. You don't feel behind. You feel like you've been keeping up all along. Yeah. And there must, I'm guessing that um, there must be a possibility that the rules are going to change, right? Because for example, All-Stars introduced non-building divisions this year because of COVID. So it's possible to have a season and a competition routine, but you may not have stunts, right? Or pyramids, or, and you just have yes. to sort of plan for that too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, last year, you know, if there was a season that, that was the talk too. you had to have non-stunting. It was more like game day type cheer, um, you know, just cheers. And, you know, you, you had to stand the six feet apart or maybe three feet apart in pods of 10. So, I mean, it yeah. could look that like that this year too. So we just all have to be prepared for and make adjustments for whatever the, the guidelines tell us that we need to do. Yeah, exactly. Flexibility is key this year. Yeah, absolutely. Not just for your flyers anymore. <laughs> um, all right. So I also know, um, because I was a pop, I started my coaching career in Pop Warner as well, um, and then became the cheer coordinator, and you were the director. And I know you've always been a big proponent of coaches being educated, mm-hmm. right, and getting out there and learning new things. So right. have you found any, like, good programs for coaches that you'd recommend or you know, do you have any well, advice? Yeah. Well, in, um, in Pop Warner, um, they need to be certified through Waikata. It's Y-C-A-D-A. That's what Pop Warner uses for, um, coaching certifications. So it's an online, um, test that you have to take and, and, you know, you watch videos and, and answer questions and it's really very informative. And the people from Waikata are, um, easily um, available when you when you need to send questions to them they will call you 
So we find that to be uh, very good and very helpful. And you receive a certificate, which is good for two years after you take this online um, program. And also um, they have a, a separate course. It's called Competitive Edge. And I find that to be um, very helpful too, because it's a lot of videos and it'll show you this is the correct way to do this particular skill. And this is the incorrect way. You know, which one do you see? Why, what do you see wrong? Compare these two videos. And they do that with pyramids and, and stunting jumps, you know, arm motions, everything. So, um, I find that very important and all rostered staff has to take the Waikata test. So, so a team mom, an assistant, head coach, coordinator, me as the league director, I have to take those. Um, so that's, that's what we use and, and, it, and it's very, very good. Um, we also have a hands-on clinic every year. We didn't obviously last year because of COVID, but, um, and Waikata helps us with that too. So our local region puts it together and um, coaches and roster staff go to that as well. And that's your time to learn, you know, physically how to, you know, perform a stunt, how to learn how to do this. And then also how to deal with parents. Um, there's all different seminars that you just break out into how to deal with parents, how to fundraise, um, how to run an effective practice. Um, and, and again, it's just, it's so very, very helpful for not just new coaches, but for veteran coaches too. And, you know, I attend all the time and, you know, you think I, you know, you would know everything, but you know, you, you go to these clinics and then it's like, Oh, um, I never looked at it that way. That's a good approach to, to do this or to do, to do that. So, you know, don't think just because you've been involved for so long and you're, you know, you're a successful coach that you can't always learn something because sometimes someone else's perspective will help your program grow or help your team be more effective too. So, um, and then I would just say, you know, even especially for new coaches, any kind of coaching clinics that you can find anywhere, just take advantage of that. And, um, you know, I would say like, join social media pages too. There's a lot of coaches groups out there, you know, get on there and, you know, give some advice, take some advice, network, brainstorm. So I think that's, you know, that's what will help everyone. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, um, there's a Facebook group, I think it's called like cheer coaches corner, which is, was kind of the inspiration for starting this podcast Yeah, because ask all, you know, everybody's sharing information and asking information. And I thought, you know, maybe if I could pull in all these experts, then we'll be able to really help people out a lot. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's great. Absolutely. And YouTube too. I found, I don't know about you, but um, or at least my cheerleaders will find videos on YouTubes of stunts that they want to try. <laughs> and then you look at it, you say, nope, that's illegal. Nope. <laughs> that's college level. You're 10 years old. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so true. So what, what has been your favorite part of cheerleading over the years? Cause there's like we talked about earlier, there's so many different elements in cheer you know it's got so much to it so what's kind of your favorite thing about cheerleading 
Well, I think for me and probably for most people, you know, my favorite is definitely the competitions, you know, as the director, I love planning all the competitions, you know, seeing it all together, watching those teams come through the door and how excited they are to, you know, to be there. But as a coach, you know, knowing how hard, you know, uh, the teams have practice from day one and, you know, what they, they know on day one to when they walk through that door to, to compete. It's just, it's, um, it's just so exciting. And, you know, watching the other teams, cheering on the other teams, meeting other people and just the, the, the fun of it. And I think it's something that, you know, only cheer people will understand when you, when you talk about the excitement and the fun and the thrill, you know, of, of being there. So, I mean, that's probably my, my favorite, but I mean, I do like the football games too. I find the football games exciting, you know, practices sometimes are tough, but you know, practices are exciting too when, you know, they come in and they don't know anything. And, and then all of a sudden they're putting this, you know, routines together and they're hitting them every time. It's just overall, it's just very, very exciting. Yeah. I've found this year in particular, for me, um, practices have been great. Like no matter what I'm going through or how I'm feeling, just getting into the gym or, you know, mm-hmm. being on the map with the, with the kids has just been like, so nice to have. Really? It's my normal yeah. in this world, you know? Yep. So I agree so I, though. I love the competitions too, but the practices, I'm surprised at how much I look forward to practice now, like every day. Yeah, so. no, that's great. And I think it depends on the day. It depends on the month, even the year, like what's, What's your favorite? Like one year, it could be like you're saying the practices, you know, and and then maybe yeah. next year it's some it's something different. So I think it depends on the dynamics, the year, who's on the team, who's helping you, who's not helping you. I think just the surroundings make it, you know, a favorite or not, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so for Pop Warner Cheer, the big prize really is competing for that national title, or mm-hmm. at least getting down to nationals, right? right? So what advice would you have for your coordinators or coaches to help them get there? Okay. Well, I, I would, the first thing I would say is just don't ever give up. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Everybody wants that big prize. Everybody wants to compete at a national level. It doesn't happen necessarily the first time, the first year. So my suggestion would be to um, start by trying to build a strong program and, you know, educate your coaches, educate your parents, explain um, the dedication that it takes to, to be on a cheer team and to make it that far. You know, you, there's all the practices that they need to attend, the long hours, even fundraising. I mean, it's, it's a big, big dedication. And then for coaches, you know, like we already talked about, they need to attend coaches clinics and, um, you know, take as many certifications as as they can and join those social media groups and network and talk to others and, um, you know, just get it, get as much advice as you can. And then you need to be organized, too. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this you know, adds up to having to create, a, you know, a successful program and successful teams. And, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes. You have to learn from those mistakes, but you, you need to make it fun um, so that these kids come back next year and, 
bring some friends too, you know, so you build your <laughs> yep. program. But for me, I always say, I think like uh, communication is, is key for me that I've always been a, a proponent of that. And I, and I can't say it enough. So like group texts, emails, newsletters, phone calls, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. And you just repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, I've always done that. I drive people crazy, you know, saying, you know, you already told us that, you know, practice is this or that, or you already told us the date for the competition six months from now is this, but there's always going to be somebody that says you didn't tell me. And I've learned from that, you know, so I just think it's, it's so important to give people as much information as you can. And I also think being organized is is very important too. And I what I mean by that is to be prepared for every game, every practice, every meeting, every competition. Um, you know, when you're organized, your team's going to be organized, your parents are going to be organized. And again, that is so much less stress and more time to focus on your team and and um, you know practices and competing. Um, and by organizing, I, you know, not just being prepared for, um, you know, practices and things, but, you know, keeping all the paperwork organized, having spreadsheets, checklists, um, giving out weekly schedules, um, you know, making phone calls if necessary. And I think by doing all of that, then you're eventually going to make it to, for the big prize and for, national competition and it's a group effort it's not just the coaches it's not just the girls it's everybody that's involved in that program Mm -hmm. makes sense so how do you think pop warner has been evolving over the years because it's i think it's gone through a bunch of changes but i'm not as involved anymore so yeah so over the over the years pop warner certainly has um changed especially in the 25 years that i've been here um, the levels, divisions, the sizes have changed. Um, there's concussion protocols now are in place. Um, staff must be CPR certified. Background checks are um, need to be on file. So, um, you know, a lot of that is just so important in general for Pop Warner, which is football or, or cheer. Um, for cheer though, like when I started 25 years ago, back in the nineties, we just had junior peewee, peewee, junior midget, midget, and it was small and large to compete. And that, that was actually around the time that my teams back in 2001 and 2002 went to the national championships. So we competed as junior midget, small. That was it. You know, there wasn't all these different levels. So then um, we didn't have Mighty Mites yet. Mighty Mites are six and seven year olds. So that evolved over some time. So we got the Mighty Mites. They were performing, but they weren't, they didn't compete. And then Tiny Mites came on, which are the five and six year olds. And the same thing, they perform and they, they didn't compete. So then over time, the small and large divisions became small, medium, and large. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, then we created levels of one, two, three, and four. So, you know, level one being like beginner and then level four to be be elite. So these were big changes that that were happening over time. And then um, as that progressed, then tiny mites and mighty mites were invited to national um, 
the national competition to perform, which was nice. You know, it gave them something, you know, more than just local competitions. So they would have the Tiny Might and Mighty Might cheer challenge down at, at Disney. So that went on for a few years. And then up until um, recently, Mighty Mites now get to compete over the past oh, really? couple of years. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Very, very yeah. exciting. So that's, you know, a, a big plus for us. Um, Pop Warner also offers dance. So there are some dance teams. We've had some dance teams here in um, New England over the years. And then when you are a dance team, you get to choose whether you want to focus on, you know, hip hop, jazz, um, palm. And um, yeah, so we've had quite a few for, for dance as well over the years. What's new that Pop Warner has now that um, started within the past couple of years is called Core Cheer. And Core Cheer is a division that was created for brand new coaches. People that maybe have never coached, they're just moms that want to, you know, help their their kids. Um, the kids are are, are new to um, to Pop Warner. Maybe they've never cheered before. And what that is is um, you can choose to be in this category instead of a level one, two, three, and four. And Pop Warner will give you a routine, so they will give you what to perform for the routine, and you teach it, you perfect it, you put your own spin on it, and then you perform against other teams that also decided to do the core cheer. And it's, it's starting to come around. It's, it's very, it's, it's brand new, just a couple of years. Um, and it, and it really does help people that don't know anything about cheerleading, but want to get involved. So, and it's been kind of successful because then they, they do also get to go to the um, national competition and compete against other teams around the country that are also in that core level. So that, that's something um, that's changed and that's new for us too. Um, the performing teams are now called show cheer. You know, that's just what said, what it says on, on the score sheets and things like that. So they're referred to as, as, um, um, Show cheer. Pop Warner now also offers, you can compete with a second routine. So if you're a uh, junior peewee team and you're, you know, it doesn't even matter what level you are. You could be level one, two, three, or four, and then decide, well, I also want to um, compete with a second team. So that means you can compete twice and it's called sideline performance. And that's like game day. So, it, oh. so it's less on less time. You're only out there for a minute and a half. There's no stunting, but it's, you know, use signs and palms and, and whatever you can to get the crowd motivated. So if you're at a, at a cheer competition and maybe your team didn't qualify for nationals at your whatever level that you competed in your show cheer, but you did very well with sideline performance, you also have the opportunity to go to nationals to perform and compete in sideline performance. So, wow. yeah, it's very cool. And, and a lot of teams are taking advantage of that. You do get some extra time during your practice to, um, to practice for both teams. So, wow. that, you know, a lot of um, 
teams are taking advantage of of that and it, it, it is it's very exciting to to see the teams do game day as well you know um we also offer cheer without football so what that is is it's also an option for teams that would like to cheer in pop warner but they don't have a football team or a program to cheer for so you can um, join pop warner and create a team or a program with just cheer so that's we have a lot of teams that take advantage of that as well um and then the last one is you know just challenger teams are becoming big now across the country and that's you know special needs team um and like i mentioned earlier boys and girls from ages 5 to 18 can participate and you can be from any town you don't have to necessarily be in the town that you live in to participate in that so yeah so that's that's a lot that's a yeah yeah <laughs> i know um in massachusetts the sideline game day competition is starting to pick up steam too in high school yeah so like we yep. it was random i think maybe five years ago there was like one team competing and then well before last year last fall i think there was like they had to have their own session because there were so many. And wow. It's really cool, I think, you know, to see a really well done sideline routine. So I'm it glad is. that Warner's and doing I, that too. And I think too, with, you know, COVID, you, you may see even more of that now mm -hmm. because it's, you know, I don't want to say easier, but in a way it is to have the sideline game day because you can stand three to six feet apart and, and pretty much do that to motivate the crowd. So we may see even more of that coming down, you know? Yeah. And that's probably a good way for coaches to get started because since so many of them are volunteers, if they don't have any experience, it's probably a little less overwhelming to take on a sideline routine, right? Than to take on a full. <laughs> True. Yeah. Do that. So you have been giving so much of yourself and your time to Pop Warner, which is inspirational and amazing, but how do you keep doing it? Like what keeps you going? <laughs> well, well, thank you for that. Um, well, Pop Warner has been a part of my family for, for many, many years. And, you know, both my daughters cheered, um, you know, as long as they could, they came back as student coaches afterwards and even my husband was a cheerleading coach. And he was actually the first male cheerleading coach in, I guess, Central Western Mass from what I heard back in the 90s. So he figured, oh, wow. you know, I, I have two daughters, so I might as well help. So, you know, he was a rostered coach. He did all the certifications, went to all the clinics. And, um, you know, it, it was great. And, and he was, you know, in some ways like a father figure to to some of these girls, you know, and, um, it, it's just been a part of a part of our life for, for, um, so many years. And so now, um, my, my daughter Ashley came back and we coached a tiny mite team for one year. And then after that, that's when we created the challenger team. So her and I are, you know, doing that this year and we've been doing it for the past four years. So we're still, really, really involved in Pop Warner. And yeah. just, you know, over the years, I've met so many people. I've worked with so many people. You know, I've made so many friends. A lot of these people become, you know, they become your your family. And so in addition to that, I just think seeing um, the excitement still of, you know, the the kids when they first sign up and, 
you know, they're excited and they want to learn cheerleading. What is it all about? And, you know, they, they hang in there and they try and they try and they try until they, they, they understand and they get it. And, you know, just that excitement and then finally seeing them perform or, you know, on the sidelines at football games and things like that. So it's just, it's, it's very rewarding and, you know, to, to see the excitement on the, on the kids' faces is, is really, it's priceless, you know? And then now, you know, I'm just so like extremely proud that we were able to put this challenger team together. And um, it's probably just one of the most rewarding experiences for, you know, both of us now. And, and we truly are a family that the challenger team and these kids come from all different towns all over Central Mass. And the parents are really good friends. The kids hang out together now. Even though they come from all different schools and all different towns, they go to each other's birthday parties. So, you know, we can really say that that's, um, you know, that's a true family. So I think things like that, all of that, all of what I just said is what keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah. It's building a community, right? Right. Support. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so just really one more question sure. over all, all of your years um, and everything that you've gone through. Did you ever have any aha moments where it was like, <laughs> oh, I wish I would have known that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm sure there has been many of them. And I, and I was trying to think, like, oh, my God, like what exactly? But, you know, I, I, I just think you know, there's been so many over the years and I, and when it happens, I probably say, oh, I wish I had known that sooner or, you know, I, I should have done that. Um, you know, I should have done it that way, but I think, you know, I, I'm always learning. I'm always making mistakes. Um, you know, times change and you just kind of, you, you got to go with the flow, you, you, you know, and I think mm -hmm. For me, I think that's one of the reasons why I've been here so long, because, you know, at times, yeah, I'm old school and, you know, I've done things this way and done things that way. But and I still believe in a lot of those things, too. But you you have to change like you, you're not going to be successful and your programs aren't going to grow unless you, you change with with the times. You know, you have to do that. You know, and I just think for me, like sometimes I'm an overthinker. I think too much about something. I'm a perfectionist, but I mean, the advice I would give is, you know, you just got to go sometimes with your gut feeling and, and your gut feeling sometimes is what is best. So, you know, an exact yeah. aha moment. I, I, I don't know. I think there's been so many, I can't, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, but I pray, you know, like I said, I'm sure I said, oh man, I should have did it this way, but and it's probably been more than I could. I could probably write a book about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Me too. It feels like the other day sometimes, you yeah. know, like, oh, come on. Um, but I, I think that is good advice, right? Is to just trust your gut, I think. Right. So that's what you were saying. And, yeah. and if you do the right thing, the right things happen. You know, that's what I come up, have kind of always believed as a coach. You know, if you treat people fairly, if you do the work, the practice plans, if you're, you know, ready to go, then the right thing will happen. You know, and I Absolutely. think that that's basically kind of the message that you're sending out, you know, is yes. be prepared, yeah. you know. Yeah, prepared exactly. Cool. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you today. So I really do appreciate your time. 
Um, and I think that what we'll do is um, let people know how to get, if they're from Central Massachusetts, to reach out on the Central Massachusetts Pop Warner page um, website or, you know, National yes. Pop Warner, and they can drill into and find their own league if people are interested in joining a league or starting a yeah. league, you know, something like that. Cool. Absolutely. So we do have um, Central Mass Pop Warner Football and Cheer. We have a Facebook page. Um, our challenger team also has a Facebook page and we do have our, um, website as well. So yeah, feel free to reach out or anybody has any questions, you know, we're continuing to try to grow. Um, and we'd love to have new people and new teams join us. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Ginger. Thank you for having me.